Grace, mercy, and peace is yours from our risen Christ. Amen. Today, April 26th, is an important date in history because of another pandemic. Only in this case, the disease that folks were dealing with was nothing new. It has been around for centuries. In 1916, New York City experienced a terrible outbreak of the disease. Thousands were affected. Hundreds died. The city tried to stem the tide of the outbreak with things that sound very familiar to us today. Quarantines. Public places being closed. Public activities fell silent all across the city. Treatment centers opened, and lots of remedies and preventative measures were tried by all the frightened population. Because of the persistence of the disease, there was an an ongoing uh, attempt by researchers to find a vaccine. And in 1935, one was developed. Only it proved to be quite ineffective and dangerous to certain populations. But on April 26, 1954, a new vaccination effort was started in McLean, Virginia. And ultimately, 1.8 million children were vaccinated across the country with this new drug. A year later, the vaccine was declared to be safe and effective in the battle against polio. Only it wasn't. It wasn't safe. And in 1955, vaccinations were suspended because of several deaths and hundreds of paralysis, cases of paralysis in vaccinated patients. But the good news is, is that by 1960, an effective vaccine was developed. And although not totally, global efforts to end polio have largely proven successful. So April 26th marks an important milestone in the efforts to fight a frightening and deadly virus. As we continue to keep this public space closed due to a frightening virus, I thought about the others who have dealt with pandemics in the past, and and they must have had great times of hope and also times of great disappointment. Hope for a vaccine and disappointment when it didn't work. And except for those whose lives had been tragically touched directly by the disease, disappointment meant that you had to keep going, even when your hopes were dashed. And the fact is, that describes most all of us. Not everyone has had a serious tragedy. But everyone knows about disappointment. 
And no doubt, so did Cleopas and his friend. They're traveling back home after the events of the weekend in Jerusalem. When a stranger meets them, it's Jesus, but they don't know him. They don't recognize him. And disappointment can do that to you. It can, it can blur your vision. It can sometimes cloud everything around us and even affect our relationship with God. The stranger wants to know what they're talking about. And they stop. What? You mean you don't know? You haven't heard? And they went on to share the news of Jesus' crucifixion. And then they shared their disappointment. We had hoped. We had hoped. Aren't those just the saddest words? So much is said in those words. They, they speak of a future that will not be. A dream that will not materialize. A promise that proved to be false. How many of us are dealing with our disappointments these days? We had hoped there would be a wedding. We had hoped there had been a graduation. We had hoped to expand our business. And certainly our list of disappointments go far beyond what's happening with the pandemic. I had hoped the relationship would work out. I had hoped the kids would have stayed out of trouble. I had hoped this job would be the one for me. I had hoped that so many things would fall into place would turn out okay, would be the way we had planned. But for one reason or another, hopes and dreams and expectations fall short or fall apart, and we are left with that empty feeling of disappointment. Sometimes disappointments can alter the course of our life. And sometimes disappointments are merely an inconvenience and an annoyance. But we all know what it feels like to, to have to drag out of ourselves out of bed in the morning knowing that life goes on. Life is not threatened by what we had, has happened to us. But... Life doesn't go the way we had hoped and planned. We had hoped. But. Cleopas continued. We heard about what the women had said, but we're not sure. That's right, you get fooled once, you... You get cautious, but if you get fooled badly enough, if you get burned badly enough, then we begin to put up walls. We start to, to get cynical. And so Cleopas and his friend were walking away from Jerusalem, away from their disappointment. 
And that's one way of dealing with it, just trying to walk away from it. But the story doesn't end there, obviously. If we fast forward to the end, we find the two of them racing back toward Jerusalem. What would cause them to change direction so dramatically? Luke tells us, it's Jesus. The risen Christ. He helps them deal with their disappointment. He offers them a remedy for their heartache. The story tells us that he gave them scripture. Jesus helps them understand that God is in the pain and that God is faithful. He gave them food. He took bread. He blessed it. He broke it. And he gave it. And when they received that, that gave them the courage to then return back to the community to be with the others and celebrate new life. Jesus gave them what they needed most. The story of God, the meal of God, the community of God. Can you think of anything that describes? It sounds like to me that it describes church. One of the blessings that come with the church that Christ created is that it helps us to deal with our disappointments, even our despair. Now, the story doesn't tell us that if we are part of a church, then we're never going to be disappointed again. And no, the church is not perfect. Oftentimes, we even get disappointed in the church itself. But this story tells us that Christ is with us and will renew us again and does so at least in part through word and meal and community. Yet today, one of our disappointments is that this doesn't feel very much like church. Even though we're sharing this word through our virtual worship, through Zoom Bible studies, we are not gathered as a community. And we have been fasting from the meal. We had hoped to spend Easter together, singing, feasting, feeling close to one another. We had hoped, but it's been disappointing. And so maybe that's why this story today is the perfect story for us to hear, because it's an Easter story. It's a story telling us that Jesus goes out of his way to show up even when things don't feel right. Telling us that sometimes resurrection takes some time. Takes some time to recognize because we've been punched in the gut by things over which we have no control. This story tells us that Jesus shows up the way he always does. And when our hearts burn within us, even in the midst of our disappointments, we can count on Jesus 
being there with us. Because it's still Easter. And every day is a resurrection day. We can begin to feel Easter when, when, the, when the hopes that we had that were dashed suddenly began to take shape again. When a relationship that was broken begins to be mended. When our loneliness is broken by the hospitality of a friend or a neighbor's call or a grandkid's text or a Zoom gathering. Resurrection can happen when lives that were falling apart start getting put back together again, piece by piece and bit by bit. This story tells us that God shows up during a quiet evening walk and we exchange a smile with our neighbor underneath the masks on our faces. Christ is made known around our dinner table and anywhere and everywhere that we make room in the rhythms and the rituals of everyday life. Our hearts can begin to burn within us as we look around and realize just how sacred and how precious life really is. And we can become a sign of new life. We ourselves can be that sign of new life when we help others deal with their disappointments. I love the story that's told about John Scully, who was the president of Pepsi-Cola and one of the fastest rising corporate stars of his day. The story is told about when he was stepping off an elevator in New York City, he was going to meet with Steve Jobs, who was the founder of Apple. Jobs had offered Scully a position with Apple. Now, Scully had resisted taking that job because his salary and perks were far beyond anything that Apple could offer him. But Jobs was persistent, and so the meeting And it went something like this, Scully says. Well, are you going to come to Apple or not? Steve, I I love what you're doing here. It excites me, but it doesn't really make any sense. I just don't think I can come to, to be with you at Apple. And he said, Steve's head dropped down and, He stared at the pavement for a few minutes. And after a long and and uncomfortable pause, Jobs issued a challenge to Scully that would haunt him for a long, long time. Steve Jobs says, Do you want to spend the rest of your life just selling sugar water? Or do you want the chance to change the world? My brothers and sisters, there's an awful lot in in our world that's just sugar water. But we have good news. The good news that did change the world. And we'll keep on changing it as long as our hearts burn to share it. 
And that change begins when we trade in our we had hoped for the promise of Christ's presence. Things are a lot different these days than we'd hoped they'd be. And I'm sure just like it was before, we're going to have our ups and downs all through this strange time. But those same disciples who hadn't hung around long enough to get the whole story, who were walking away with the we had hope hanging heavy over them, they were going to be the very disciples, the very ones that Christ would choose to usher in the kingdom of God. So even in our disappointments now, even though those disappointments may make it hard for us to see sometimes, new life is here because Christ is here. Christ is with us. So keep on looking for Him. Keep watching for those signs of new life. And be a witness of hope and resurrection. Because it's still Easter. And this is an Easter story that says Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah.